You're listening to The Drew Marshall Show, Canada's most listened to spiritual talk back program. Well, folks, a little while ago I was on this uh, television show called CBC's Destination and I uh, sat beside a pretty nice guy named Jeremy. A pretty nice guy. <laughs> Well, he's on the air, so be, be part. All right, i got to talk nice about him now. He's, uh, he's on hold. And I found out through the course of the show that Jeremy was in a band. <laughs> I'm such a rookie. Serious. And, uh, and Jeremy and I kind of both came on the show in the same way. Uh, the, the Strombo made it so. Uh, and Jeremy said that he, uh, he would love to come on our show someday. And, but folks, uh, today's the day. Uh, the uh, drummer from the, Our Lady Peace, Jeremy Taggart, which also rhymes with swaggered and haggard. Two great evangelical uh, uh, TV bombshells. Are, can you be an evangelical TV preacher, Jeremy? Because I know you do a lot of voices. Yeah, I, I have done. Actually, I do have a character that is a preacher. As <laughs> anybody who's a fan of comedy has to have at least one evangelical character. You do. You do. Sure. It's, yeah. It's just and he makes mistakes. He does. <laughs> he does. Hey, Jeremy, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Drew. How are you? I still have no idea what you really believe. You and I sat on the Believers team on CBC's Destination. Strombo came up to us and said, hey, guys, uh, I'm going to come over to you after the break, and I'm going to ask you how you think you're doing against the other team. And that's, you know, we kind of looked at each other and went, oh, man, wouldn't it be funny if, wouldn't it be funny if, and then we both kind of choked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but afterwards I, I thought, oh, I should have said, do you do that? No, you probably don't care, do you? Yeah. I was okay with the at least we sleep at night line. Yeah, that was a good line, man. You're a smooth cat. <laughs> so what the heck do you believe? What Are you like a, a kumbaya kind of, you know, hug a whale, kiss a tree, light some incense, believe whatever you want to believe kind of guy? What, or are you are you a Jesus freak? Are you like the like the Doobie <laughs> Brothers? Like, what's going on, man? Uh, I, I, um, I, I definitely wouldn't. You know, classify myself as a, as a Jesus freak or or a, or a uh, incense burning uh, hippie hippie guy. <laughs> but uh, I, I I don't know. I, I I think in the in the in the truest sense of the word, it's nobody really knows exactly visually what that God is to them. And and uh, but you believe in God? I, I do. Yeah. I, I mean, I I believe in some some sort of. Uh, definite creation and, and i also believe in in paying respect to whatever whatever it is if if uh, you're a scientist and or an atheist even you know I, I do believe that that there's a certain respect that that is deserved for whatever it is that got us here and uh that both of those things are kind of in my mind uh, the same you know whether it uh be just uh, thankful for the fact that we're here or thankful for the fact that, you know, we, we have a, hopefully a, a, a feeling of a consciousness that, that was before this and after, you know. Did you grow up in a in a church-going family or no? Um, definitely. My Both of my parents are, are, uh, are believers, I'd say. My father uh, grew up a Catholic in Scotland via New York City. Ooh, that's hardcore, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's from Glasgow and grew up in the Bronx and then came into to Toronto in the 60s and 70s. And Definitely a strong Catholic background. And 
Um, my mother uh, was probably more Protestant or Presbyterian, straightforward kind of from Etobicoke, uh, <laughs> you know, normal upbringing. And, but but she kind of leaned towards uh, Eastern religion and, uh, th- through the 70s, which is my birth decade. Yes. And uh, I don't know, just uh, just another perspective, uh, just uh, kind of a believing in uh, and the and the respect of older cultures and what uh, you know other cultures believe. And I think uh, most religions have a common theme, and that's communicating with with uh, the that that all being thing. The creator, know, yeah, the creator. Yeah, yeah. trying trying to create a routine a routine in your life to to have that open communication with that person or thing and and i think uh for me it's been through music and meeting other people and hard work and all those things that 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 uh and that people say pay back and whatever that thing we you know we kind of base our life on you know we go out to movies because it gives us a feeling it's not a definite yes or no why i liked it it just makes you feel good and i think god falls under that same category of the unknowing what it is but you know it it it, it strikes you in a way and it, and it creates some kind of energy inside of you you know you know as uh, esoteric as that just was you actually explain that quite eloquently thanks especially for a drummer eh oh yeah <laughs> what do you think of the jesus uh, stuff you know because the, the jesus well because the jesus people out there can be uh, some of the most irritating uh, bunch in the world and yet, if you if you if you study the words of Jesus and just the just the Gospels, he's a pretty decent guy. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, I think every you know every every uh, religion and every culture and every kind of uh, sect of people in the world has its winners and losers. You know, and, and uh, I I've met some people that are straight ahead. I guess what you would call the Bible Belt uh, thumper. Christian that are, are super intelligent and great and amazing, but believe the same past plate mentality of everyone's going to hell and all that kind of stuff. That, yeah. that you know, I've met those types of of of, of Christians that that are are un, amazing people, and some of them that are very pushy and and almost arrogant. You know, and and uh, I, I think it all comes down to individual. Uh, how, how you sleep at night is, is really the biggest thing, and and, and some people need to uh, to uh, feel to need to feel like their uh, their opinions are being thought of by other people around them all the time to right. feel okay, you know. And, and uh, other people like to to keep it inside and and uh, see the good in others as opposed to try and force it into them. <laughs> Uh, on the phone with Jeremy Taggart from Our Lady Peace, uh, the guy's a rock star, folks. I don't know whether you realize this or not, but I didn't. Me either. <laughs> I had no idea. You just were some dude chilling with the rest of us. And Now, here, you're buddies with Strombo, and, and I've had George on the show talking about his lack of faith and the fact that he doesn't believe in what his mom believes in. And here you are believing in a God, and you know, you're not necessarily a raving Jesus cat. Have you and Strombo had any God talks? Uh, not really. I think, uh, in a, in a, in a sense, I, I think we probably have a more common conversation about those things than we do uncommon, like in terms of uh, how we see each other's views. I mean, like, like George said, he, he thought a couple years ago that I was an atheist. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, 
obviously I'm not, you know, the pusher. No. <laughs> but 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 in in terms of uh you know, I I I find uh I mean, I th- I think that that it's an ongoing struggle that everybody has and everyone has their 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 beliefs and doubts and and at the end of the day um, I've chosen this. It's not like I've, you know, it's easy for me to say this is concrete. But, Jeremy, what have you chosen, though? I mean, it's hard to describe what you have chosen because it is so esoteric. I mean, you know, when the, when the, when the Jesus people say, I have chosen to follow Jesus, it's, it's yeah. a little more concrete. Not necessarily. I no? think it's exactly the same thing. I just don't, don't, uh, I think every, you know, even, 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 uh, priests, have doubt once in a while that that's all i'm talking about i mean it, whether i believe at the end of the day i do believe in something and that that the reason why i do believe is because it is a concrete thing it's something that reminds me all the time or else i wouldn't say i was you yeah, know yeah. a believer so so i i believe it, it in in a sense I mean, we're all uh, devout in our in our decisions, right? I mean, you don't say something and mean something else. So, um, to, for someone to to you know run around and 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 talk about it more, I don't necessarily believe that that means they believe anything more than. Well I do. said, very well said, man. That was you come out with some gems. You really do. Here, here's another gem that you came out with. Maybe one of the reason people have kids is that it gives them another opportunity to look at themselves. And, may, and maybe to right the wrong or propel the ignorance. <laughs> that came out of your lips, dude. Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find that people uh, expect less from you? In other words, they're su- they continuously surprised at the at the uh, phenomenal, uh, inspirational, and thought provoking stuff that comes out of your brain because you're you're supposed to be some dumb drummer rock star. No, because. I mean, I, first of all, I don't, you know, I, I don't go through life trying to inspire people. But I mean, I think historically, uh, to me, like I, I go and I try and think of who inspires me and, and who I can look upon to, 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 you know, and those people generally are are people that you think are, are mental giants that will make you feel small. You know, for me, that's someone like John Coltrane, right? Not uh, a politician or Gore Vidal or. You know, not somebody who sits and speaks. It's somebody who plays music. You know, that to me, for some reason, I, I have a lot more respect, and, and there's something I can't understand more about John Coltrane than a lot of you know people that believe in people that speak about God. Yeah. You know, I, I, to me, it's easier. It's more direct. It, there's no bullcrap. It, it, it's just. Uh, you're you're using the 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 language of music to explain something, and he couldn't have been more obvious when he wrote "Love Supreme." His thoughts of of like his thoughts behind it, the how excited he was on a musical level, you know, as well as what he's speaking musically. And everyone who played on that record, from Elvin Jones to McCoy Tyner and and Jimmy Garrison, they all felt the same thing. So. That to me is bigger than than that's almost like a miracle to me yeah. the way the way they speak of that experience. So, uh, Jeremy, if I could sort of summarize the non-negotiables in what I believe, let me do this for you. It starts with in the beginning God created, and it finishes with God is love. Yeah. Those are non-negotiables for me. Mm-hmm. Would you buy into that too? Yeah, because I mean, that's why we find it in hard work, and that's why we find it in the good in others, and that's why we find it in the worst things that happen and, and catastrophes somehow uh you you 
feel something else. And, and uh, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I, it, it, I find solace in, in thinking of people that are, I think, smarter than me <laughs> to, to, that are believers, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, as we all kind of do. And people like Stephen Hawking and, and John Coltrane are kind of my pillars. And, like, one is a completely spiritual person who probably grew up in a very religious start, and another person went through black holes in science and kind of grew up a possible atheist and ended up becoming, you know, the complete opposite and not, you know, taking to atheists too right, well. Right, know? right, so, right. But the people who have influenced you the most are people like, like this list. Check this list out, folks. This is an incredible list. Ron Taggart, James Taggart, Burl Taggart, Jetson Taggart, Jenny Taggart. Who are they? My family. Oh, okay. <laughs> Especially the, uh, the the king of the B movies, James Taggart. My... Oh, jeepers, creepers, yeah, that's my brother. <laughs> yeah. The old vixen highway. Oh, it is he? Yes. Family has has meant a lot to you over the years. Uh, you moved around. As a matter of fact, you, you kind of used to live up our way. Did you not grow up? Uh, maybe uh, spend a bit of time in Alliston. I did. I, I went to uh, I went to St. Paul's in Alliston. How long? And, and where else up in that? Because say I live I live in Orangeville. Yeah, I lived in, well, I mean, I, I lived in Mansfield, so I went to school in Shelburne at Malmermano for a bit, and then uh, uh, obviously Alliston there, and Barrie, and Cookstown, and Elmville, yeah. and I kind of moved all over the place, and that's kind of why I think my family is involved with my influences, because, you know, I've seen, I think it's hard to believe in someone that you don't know much about. Wow, well said. See, the guy just drips pro profundity, pro profoundness. Pro he's profound, man. I'm writing all this stuff. Down. Yeah, he's a walking T-shirt, Tim. You gotta <laughs> say what he has. Um, uh, after baseball practice, this guy heads out for an audition with a K-way jacket on, no less. And uh, next thing you know, he's the drummer for Our Lady Peace. That was what '93. Yes. Did you ever go back to playing baseball, uh, Jeremy? No, I, that was I, at that point I had had it with baseball. <laughs> I, I actually love it now, but I mean, I was. You know, 17. Just try, I had just uh, been trying out at the time for uh, the Atlanta Braves farm system. So mm -hmm. It was like playing in the in the Toronto Baseball Association. I was playing for the York All Stars at the time. And you have one of the best slides I've ever seen, especially down, oh, yeah. down Grass Hill, Grassy Hills, so like yeah. the Grassy Knoll slide, the Pete Rose on your belly slide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was awesome, man. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, the the big picture for me is is, is is uh, music kind of can uh, baseball was an early influence that I, I, I you know really uh, kind of found exciting and, and the game and, and the people involved and the history of it and how it shaped America all those kind of things that 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 kind of turned me on to to music as well in a sense because jazz kind of had the same thing where it affected the culture in the same kind of way you know? yeah i hope you bring back because uh, you're a, you're a kind of a you're a fad starter uh, <laughs> you are i mean you you brought back the hansen brothers look you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. and i think if you bring back the k-way jacket people will follow man yeah, Amadina Jad's doing a pretty good job with the uh, members only. Maybe I can do the same with the K-Way. <laughs> oh, you are a crazy cat. Uh, and a big wrestling fan, no less. Uh, you guys had a, had a song that Chris Benoit used as his intro, is that right? Yeah, we. Uh, that's a pretty bizarre situation, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we, uh, you know, we have, way back in the day, we, you know, we uh, ended up, getting in touch with him and and uh he, he asked 
asked us to do the music for one of his intro things, and we did it. And and he was always a pleasant individual when we met him. And I can't believe uh, what what you know what he did and what became of him. Yeah, what he and, what he turned into because of the juice. Is that fair? You think? Uh, yeah, the, the juice or the constant concussions or whatever it was is just uh, a terrifying thing and horrible, horrible all the way around. And and uh, obviously, you know, we don't really think too positively on the, that, you know, the situation, and we're not going to really play that song, obviously, yeah. in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, as a performer, though, I had no, I mean, I, I did a little research, I did a little listening, I did a little watching, and uh, you seem to be... You seem to be a jazz-influenced drummer. You, you got some complicated time signatures going on there, buddy. Well, my my dad was a jazz drummer, and uh, uh, he, he uh, definitely kind of brought me up listening to a lot of ridiculous stuff. And I, all my friends were at the, in high school were, were into kind of older music, so I, my influences were either jazz drummers or really cool rock drummers. So. Um, I think I also was got really into into instruction, and I, I studied with, you know, two or three really important teachers in Toronto. One was Rick Gratton, who at the time was playing with like Ian Thomas, and then another was Paul DeLong, who was playing with Kim Mitchell back then, and then another guy Vito Retza, who's kind of like a animal on the drums, and, and is kind of a, famous on his own just for being such a heavy drummer. So I, I had a lot of really good teachers, and, and I kind of really wanted to push it, push it as far as I could. You, know. you speak of animals on the drums, and I hearken back to the Muppets, actually. Sure. Uh, but I also think of a guy named Virgil Donati. Yeah. Uh, he's nuts. Like, I mean, I've never seen a guy... Well, t- maybe, maybe. Look, I'm not a drummer, so you tell me. To me, it seems like he is one of the most inventive cats out there. Yeah, well, I'd say Virgil's kind of like a Vito type player, where, yeah. or like a Vinny Caliuta, who is Vito's one of his buddies, actually. Um, who v- Vinny's, you know, kind of a world-renowned session drummer from Los Angeles, who played with Sting and, right. and countless other musicians. And, uh, his, his, his early stuff is with Zappa, the shut up and play your guitar stuff, which is, you know, obviously crazy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that, uh, Virgil, Virgil isn't my cup of tea because, because he's just a drummer in a room, you know, at the end, <laughs> I need to hear music to get kind of going. Right. So you, you'd probably, hunk, you'd probably hunker down into more of a Steve Gadd kind of yeah, scene. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally, leave on Helm, Steve Gadd. Uh, I'm a big fan of guys like, yeah. uh, um, the drummer from uh, who played with Derek and the Dominoes, he wrote, co-wrote Layla, Jeff, uh, Jim Gordon. Okay. He, he was a, another Zappa guy, but he was a, a great drummer, too. What about Peter Chris, man? Peter Chris is the best drinker drummer <laughs> in history. <laughs> definitely harkens back to almost an all-in-the-family kind of growl after the 17th beer. <laughs> Are you telling me? Are you telling me you've hung out with Peter Chris? Come on, you have not. Uh, I, I probably in 1980 you could hang, hang out with Peter Chris at the closest bar to the gig <laughs> at around noon. <laughs> the, oh, the, the best one, my favorite drummer joke of all time, is Tommy Lee's life. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, bah. Yeah. Lovely. Anyway, this is not. We this have... is. 
That's not very funny. Oh, for yes, people who are unfortunate. <laughs> well, actually, uh, you know, survival of the species, the dumb ones die. Well, it's, uh, speaking of that, there's a lovely segue into a, a bizarre interview I had many, uh, many years ago with a guy named Zorro. Oh, yeah, he's a great drummer, Zorro. But he, here's my experience. It wasn't from a drumming. I mean, he might be the best drummer in the world, but I asked him one question, and his answer was 15 minutes long. Ooh. Um, dude. Well, uh, didn't he, I think he played with Prince for a minute, so that's why. Uh, that, that, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> Buddy Rich was a big influence on you as well. I mean, that's, Absolutely. that's, that's old school, man. Go, I, I go back as far as that popular guy who hit the log in front of the fire at the cave. <laughs> Wow, that's old school. No, I mean, I'm a huge fan. I mean, a huge fan of going back. And generally, when you go back, for some reason, the guys get heavier and heavier. You know, like it doesn't really get any better than Buddy Rich. You know, yeah. Yeah. in terms of everything that people think are cool now, like speed and power. Like it's still, you can't touch that guy. And he was three years old when he was that good. So, you know, it, 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 those kind of things are. Uh, Another, it's it's a great thing to see someone channel that that inner thing, you know. And Buddy Rich definitely had uh, the connection to his inner clock slash. Uh, I think is the kind of the God button. Interesting. We're talking to the drummer from Our Lady Peace, Jeremy Taggart. Uh, you guys uh, have had some uh, tremendous success. Woodstock was that a trip? Yeah, sea, a sea of heads with no water. Really? They were a little low on the juice, were they? Well, it was fine, except it was like eight bucks for a water. That was the problem. Oh. That, that was why everyone was upset. It was, just, uh, the, the, uh, it was a mix of the old with the economics of a new, and that didn't really work out to a peaceful hang. Yeah, exactly. But that cool. would that would have been good for you, though, because, I mean, are you, you're allergic to a few things, uh, from what I understand. I actually grew out of them, believe it or not, when I was 28, thank God, I... I stopped getting migraines like I used to, but I was allergic to many things for years. Chocolate, wieners, yes. and alcohol. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, chocolate, wieners, and alcohol. Oh, my. Then I drank like I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I drank like Will Ferrell on crack <laughs> for five years, and then I stopped. So I'm back to straight up. So why did you stop? Alcoholism. <laughs> oh. This time it wasn't migraine headaches, it was hangovers. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, having the kids, having the boys, what does that do to you? Because I, I often say to people, I didn't really get unconditional love until I had kids. Yeah. Kids love the the folks, despite our dumbness. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, you yeah. know, it was a trip for me spiritually, having kids. I, uh, I agree 100%. I think the, the, the thing is... Uh... I think everybody, you just see how pure everything is at the beginning, and slowly it, you know, kind of gets worn down a little bit, and I think that the key is to try and keep it as uh, pure as you can without it, you know, spilling over on them. And, and, that, and that has to do not just with, like, them seeing violence or hearing it or anything. I think it's even more to do with just learning and how how uh, amazing and, and uh, rapid their learning curve is and how you know, uh, how much they can learn. And then it's uh, just kind of keeping that, maintaining that spongeness is, is another thing that's harder and harder these days, it seems, you know. Yeah, again, very well said. 
uh, folks, uh, OLP, that's that's what all the kids call you, right? The kid, the cool cats call you OLP. Our Lady Peace have sold over 5 million albums, won four Juno Awards and 10 Much Music Video Awards, the most MMVAs ever awarded to any artist or group. I had no idea about that stuff when I sat beside you on Test the Nation. You wreak humility. You, uh, you actually are able to, yeah, you're able to do what I can't do at this particular moment, which is uh, get across very clear uh, thoughts that are quite profound, man. I find you to be a very deep soul. That sounds a little trippy, but uh, the thing that perplexes me the most is the magic socks. Yes. Well, that that has to do with uh, economics. <laughs> Can, can you elaborate what the heck we're talking about for our listeners who are tripping well, right now? I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I was lazy on in the mid-90s, and I wore the same pair of socks for like a week just to see if I could. And by the end of the week, they were standing up by themselves, and I actually took a picture of them. and They became popular on the old web. The bottom line is, if you wear socks long enough, they will walk away. Again, another deep and profound comment from Jeremy Taggart. Dude, I uh, I appreciate your guts, man. I, I wish you the best as a father, as a husband, uh, as a guy who's impacting people around you. I, I think you, you probably sell yourself short, which is part of your humility. But I, uh, I like the stuff that comes out of your yap. Thanks a lot, Drew. Good to chat with you, Jeremy. And always a pleasure. I hope to talk to, again on this uh, wonderful forum. <laughs> All right, man. Take care. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> Jeremy Taggart from Our Lady Peace. See, this is what it's about, folks. It's about asking questions and taking a genuine... I mean, is it, this sounds a little... I probably shouldn't say this myself, but what I'm trying to model here is, can, can you folks, can you Jesus people who listen to this station ask other people what they believe without putting your agenda on their lap? Can you do that? Is it possible? I think people want to be heard, and I think the spiritual common denominators are more common than we than we think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. We like to sit back and go, "Oh, that's just liberal or that's just uh, a new agey stuff." You know, they 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 need to they need to uh, be sanctified and washed in the blood and my goodness. Yeah. Seriously. There's an expression someone told me once, it's, you know, it's it's easy to condemn or to judge. Understanding someone, that's tough, that's courageous. And I think that's the big challenge that we've got, you know, in the planet, in the big scheme of things. All the wars are because no one bothers to sit down and talk. But I, I genuinely, I mean, I just experienced this last week. I've been Facebooking with someone and discussing the whole faith thing. And, and I've realized that I need to be careful in judging people. And I need to know what I'm talking about, too. And it's been a real, a real eye-opening experience for me. Hmm. Well, to me, uh, maybe I don't have the right to say this, but just from the limited bit I know and have heard from Jeremy, uh, God's working in his life. Sounds and, like it, and yeah. That's, uh, that's cool. So, anyway. All right. That's enough of the uh, straightforward seriousness here on the show, folks. It's time to waste even more of your time with the final half hour of the Drew Marshall Show, where we, uh, we, we, we just were silly. That's what it comes down to. We've got some YouTube Looking forward to it. YouTube clips to play, and we've got an interview with our favorite Hollywood correspondent, Carrie Pomeroli, who is certifiably insane. And uh, but she lives in the three ten, folks. That's that's what that's all that matters. She lives in the three ten, baby. What is the three ten? That's the area code in Hollywood. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, all the cool. Sorry, Ellen. It's uh, not the nine zero two one. No, it's no, no, it isn't. No, no, that's the postal code, right? Okay? All right, uh, short break. Short break. Like what you've heard? Listen again online at drewmarshall.ca.